Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. <laughs> the World of Warcraft podcast, so you don't have to... This is the instance. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the instance. This is the instance episode 474. It is the final show of 2016. It's actually the 30th of January. Or sorry, January, December 2016. And we are ever closer to a brand new year. Which I'm sure is going to be awesome. Although it was a pretty awesome Blizzard year, so it's going to be hard to sort of argue with that moving forward. Uh, but it's me, Scott Johnson. I'm joined today by Patrick Beja. Hello, Patrick. Hey, so if you're watching on video, uh, that's not how I really look. This new webcam is sort of distorting everything. Mm. I look much better in real life. I just wanted to put it out there mm. just so people know. There's a clarity to the video. I just think it's your lighting maybe. I don't know. You look you look mm. fine. Like there's a sharpness to it. But maybe you have it's all it's all, it's all like computer screen lighting. So you look like maybe. you look like some basement dweller guy or something. <laughs> <laughs> Although you don't have basements in France, do you? They don't believe in those unless they're wine cellars, right? What? <laughs> Yes. Let's go with yes. <laughs> I just have this assumption that there's no such thing as a basement in France. Uh, anyway, you're in Paris right now. That's good. That's better than in the um, the white, awful tundra of Finland where you normally reside. And uh, it's good to have you here. The other two guys may show up. I uh, don't know. We're uh, It's a kind of a crazy week with holidays and everything. I wasn't even sure who we'd have today. But if they arrive, they will. They've been invited to the call and they'll pop in as they see fit. Patrick and I are here to do it, though. That is to say, <laughs> talk about stuff. <laughs> to to do a show to talk about Blizzard games. That's what I is meant. What he meant. That's what I meant to say. Um, now I don't know about you, Patrick, but this year especially, and there's not not that there's any shortage of things to do in any of the games in my launcher, including World of Warcraft. It's just the holidays means the news cycle and bigger topics kind of run thin. Um, so for the last couple of weeks, it really just hasn't been anything like nothing new, nothing major, a lot of, uh, blizzard people out of town or on vacation. Um, you know, even some of the content releases seem to be, um, timed with people being out of town or with the holidays themselves. Um, you know, the three week hero release schedule for heroes is probably one to two weeks pushed forward because of the holidays. So there's, there's weird stuff going on, but but you and I thought, hey, it doesn't matter. Like, it's fine. We're still playing these games. So there's lots to talk about in that way. But also, why don't we get in here and talk about what 2016 was for Blizzard and what we think 2017 might be? And I mean everything. The best of the year. The worst of the year. Uh, what was good? What sucked? Where could Blizzard have improved? Where did they nail it? Um, what are they going to do in 2017 to once again top themselves? And I don't know the answers to any of these questions. But together, you and I like a journey in the forest, are going to find out for ourselves. So is the forest the place where we're going to do it? Is that 
what you're saying? We're doing it. In, sure. We're doing it in the forest. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Like a, I get. The, I, I'm. I'm old for it. You've you heard the old. You've a, heard an attractive man. So. You've heard all the old. You've heard the old saying: Do podcasters do it in the forest? And would anyone hear it <laughs> when you're not looking? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's 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 New Year's Eve's Eve, and if it you know it's not impossible that I started celebrating uh, a little bit early. So there you go. That's the kind of show you get. There you go. Right there. Um, all right. Well, let's just dive in, and I'll just use this music because why not? Don't know why this doesn't work. I think it works fine. Uh, so let's talk about the best and the worst in Blizzard 2016. Um, this was an interesting year, I thought, for Blizzard. It seemed like there was a lot happening that could be interpreted in two very extreme directions. Um, one was they seemed to be kind of knocking it out of the park on game releases, game updates, and overall uh, sort of what Blizzard does best, making good video games. That seemed to be at an all-time high and it also in both quality, but also in breadth of selection. Like they've just got stuff popping everywhere. And that means a new expansion for World of Warcraft. They launched an entirely new game in a new genre they haven't been in. Well, not a new genre, a genre they have yet to be in uh, previous to now, which was with Overwatch. They've had well-received expansions to Hearthstone. Um, pretty a uh, solid uptick in what Heroes of the Storm is trying to be and is becoming. And, of course, Legion was a big deal um, and came out to much acclaim, and everyone really enjoys that expansion quite a bit. So it felt like they were firing all, on all cylinders in that regard. And we can talk about each one of those in a second, but it's hard to ignore the fact that this was also the year where the movie came out, and while that's cool... Uh, the Warcraft movie, it did not perform to expectations, certainly did not perform to the uh, to the happiness of reviewers at all. It was one of the most critically panned movies of the year, despite us liking it. Uh, but also, this is a year... And even, even more importantly, it didn't do well in the box office in, in the West. Right. Uh, I mean, if if critics had not liked it and it had done well, that would have been one thing, but uh, certainly China saved it uh, financially. Um, so it's possible we're going to get a sequel, which is great. And however much we fans liked it, it makes up for it in a sense. But, you know, like artistically, we were happy with the depiction of our world in, in film. Uh, but certainly that was not a success uh when you look at the numbers, not just the critics. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And so that was that was a little odd. Um, that happened in April. And so you had this dichotomy of people who were like, I don't understand what's wrong with critics. This is amazing. And you had critics saying, boy, this is like Battlefield Earth 2016. Terrible movie. Don't go see it. There's one guy who said that. Yeah, that's true. I should, I should quit giving him such a stage, don't you think? Well, the thing is, every uh, no critic, well, not no critic, but most critics were not... Uh, were not happy with the movie. Everyone was basically panning it as, well, we thought maybe video game movies were going to be better, but no, it's, it's still the same old crap, was in essence the message they were giving. So it is um, 
it's fair to say that critics definitely did not like the movie at all. <laughs> yeah, it didn't seem and, to... And whether or not, you know, whether or not it was called for, the intensity of the criticism was called for is another matter entirely. And it almost actually doesn't really matter because, again, uh, the public didn't go to see it and the numbers, the box office, uh, it didn't perform at the box office in the West. So, And, and it really needed to here because this is the birthplace of it. Now, I don't mean America. I mean, the, the West is where... This kind of game and that particular game culture thrives. This wasn't a game. No, 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 no. The, the game games are everywhere, including you know China and and Asia. Mm-hmm. I don't think you know this this game in particular and the 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 phenomenon uh, was more visible to us here because that's where we are. But it's a huge deal in China as well. So yeah, that's true. I, I shouldn't know, I shouldn't count us, China you know, out. In in my head, Western I'm thinking pride kind of it. it I would have been happier, let's say, if it had done tremendously in the U.S. and Europe and not so well in China. You know, I would have been happier with it. And I'm sure I guess that's where you were coming from. I'm sure a lot of uh, Blizzard executives would have been happier as well. (laughs) Yeah. But and also the reason I say that isn't because I'm not trying to turn a blind eye to what the Asian market is doing. Clearly, it's a ginormous factor and it matters a lot to, to Blizzard's bottom line and also just to the breadth of their fan base. But but we're talking about a, a product, a film based on a product that has a legacy of of a very well, a very long lifespan here and in the West, uh, sure. going back to the the earliest of the '90s and then progressing from there. And it just feels like that legacy didn't have enough heft to get enough people to the to the theaters. We really should have had a generation of of kids slash adults who grew up on those games on those early Warcraft games and have worked their way all the way up through, you know, the current iterations of world of Warcraft that went out in droves and maybe they did, but then you're only talking about worldwide, you know, whatever it is right now, 12 million people, however many people are playing the game. Um, I'm not saying that should be a one-to-one for subscribership, but that many people is not enough to get the numbers that Blizzard needed. It was the wider audience that needed to get in there. And the wider audience still thinks that video game movie means crap. Um, so it's, it's, they had well, the stigma to deal with. They had the, the critical reaction to deal, to deal with. And they, you know, they just, that's just something that didn't work out here, despite the fact that we had yeah. a respected director and we had, you know, the heft of, of Blizzard and, and uh, you know, the filmmakers behind it and, and all of that lead up wasn't enough to, to save it. But it's also the 14th most profitable film of the year. So that must be something. You know, like you can't. Look- yeah. The, the issue is, again, it was it did well in China yeah, and not for us. Like if it was if it, if you look at the the profitable movie in the U.S., I'm pretty sure it's not going to be 14th. It's 14th glo- globally, probably. Mm-hmm. But in the U.S., it must be way, way uh, lower on that uh, on that ranking. Yeah. I wonder where those numbers are. Chat room, if you guys know where that is, somebody link that in the uh, yeah. in the chat. But anyway, let's not do the whole show on on the movie. No, no, no. Uh, let's not. Let's talk about the stuff that that uh, also was was great. So um, the thing I was trying to get to was the big thing I noticed this year was we seem to lose a lot of top tier people at Blizzard who are moving on for various reasons. Um, Chris Metzen, Jay Wilson, Joss Mascara, uh, Mickey Nelson, among others, have all decided to. Uh, you know, pick up their their ball and go home. Um, in some cases, it's because of a new opportunity. Josh uh, moved over with those guys at Bonfire Studios, Rob Pardo's new joint, uh, with a couple of Blizzard luminaries, 
And so there's that thing. Jay Wilson is leaving to become a full-time writer. Mickey Nelson, the same thing. Um, in fact, his book about werewolves, whose name just escaped me, I'll find it before the end of the show, is really good, by the way. People should read it. It's on Amazon. You should check it out. And uh, Metzen decided to retire. We've had an interview with him about that very retirement, but it did feel like this weird dichotomy of success, 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 all these great games, everybody's receiving them well, Man Overwatch is a huge hit, but then on the other hand, ooh, what's going on at Blizzard? These people are leaving. So I'm curious if you have like an overall looking back take on that seemingly sort of bipolar status at, at Blizzard. Um, so first of all, uh, thank you to Sidian uh, in the chat room who linked us to the box office in the U.S. Uh, wow, well, Warcraft is 61st, mm. so it's definitely lower than 14th. Yeah, um, it's still not you know 200, so sure. I guess that's something. It made uh, 47 million um, locally, which is 10 percent of the global number, roughly. Right. So it's it's still not completely insignificant, but. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so all of these big departures, I think, would have meant uh, something very, very different, or at least would have been received in a very different manner if we hadn't had uh, what I think are the two big pillars or surprises of the year, which we're going to get to in a little bit. But given the context of Blizzard's performance this year, those departures are completely understandable and you look at them and go kind of oh well okay they wanted to do something else if blizzard had been performing poorly mm. this would have been like oh it's the beginning of the end at which i don't think it would have been necessarily but it would have certainly been a little bit more worrisome than it is now the interesting thing is that given how well blizzard is doing now i think it's fair to you know we've said that certainly but i think it's fair and objective uh, to look at it and say well, you know, they're going to do other things. That's fine. Blizzard is fine. It's not a big deal. Yeah. So um, th that, you know, color that we're that lens we're looking at this through is is really the most interesting part of all of it, I think. Yeah, I, I think I agree. It does paint. It would paint a very different picture. People would see it as bleeding talent instead of what it mm. actually is, which is somebody retires. Somebody else wants to go right full time. Somebody else has other ideas of what they want to do with their game career. Like, that's really what these things are. They probably always will be and, and always were those things. But also, what a good time to go out, kind of. Um, there are also big names within the company. Uh, Tom Chilton, Corey Stockton, uh, Dustin Browder, to name just a few, who have all been shuffled around to places we don't know about yet. Um, there's a lot of talk about the incubator at Blizzard now and, the, and uh, this sort of um, you know place for new games to be hatched and some of their top talent might be doing those things. They might be on actual game projects that are yet to be announced. They might be working on teams that already exist. We don't really know. To me, that's maybe the more interesting thing um, is to see what they're doing with their top designers, their top game runners, and seeing where they, where they go next is kind of fascinating. It's a bit like it reminds me of when Kaplan left to do Titan um, from the WoW team and disappeared and grew a beard and was not seen again for like three years. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so that's interesting to me. Do you think that, do you think in 2017, any of that's going to come to light? Do you think we're going to suddenly find out, oh, Tom Chilton's leading the team on this squad based Starcraft, uh, adventure game or whatever. <laughs> I honestly, I, I have no idea. I mm -hmm. think given the pace that Blizzard works at 2017 seems a little bit early. 
Um, I would think until we hear about anything, the development will be well. You know, Blizzard has been very um, uh, uh, marked by the announcement of Diablo 3 in 2008 and and then a four-year wait. I think that's a mistake they really don't want to repeat. And so they're going to make sure that whenever they announce something, they'll have it available for beta as they did for Overwatch within, you know, about a year or Mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. So, um, and and the other thing is, the the way Hearthstone was, uh, the Hearthstone team was started was, I think it was Michael Chu Mm -hmm. um, in the team, uh, I think it was him, uh, who who figured, you know, we don't have to do gigantic, uh, you know, 50, 100 people games every time we release a game. We have to go and try to do some smaller things. And he got the uh, other execs on board and they created this small team to try something. And it was 15 people, I think, you know, 10 to 15 people, maybe even less in the beginning. Um, So I'm guessing that this is the kind of structure they're working with in this, you know, incubator that uh, Alan Adham is is running now. For those who don't remember, that was announced at uh, BlizzCon. Adham, who was the actual founder of the company and uh, decided to leave about 10 years ago, 10, 14 years ago or so. Yeah. Um, Not long after WoW it, was released, right? Was or it, just before. Was I think just he, before? He, okay. he left just before the, the game was released. Mm. Um and so he he was the guy who actually went to the other two, uh, Morheim and Pierce, and said, hey, we should create a game company. I want to do that. Are you with me? And then he's the guy who left. So they were very clear in giving him credit for being the founder of Silicon and Synapse at the time. I think that was the first name. Mm. Um, so anyway, he's running that. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was these kinds of tiny teams, you know, 10, 15 people and trying a bunch of things and um, and see what sticks. And that takes a lot of time, iteration, trying to do something, trying different ideas. And I, I would have thought that after the success of Hearthstone, we would have seen other, to be clear, when I was there, I didn't have any knowledge of any other teams that were doing something similar to what the Hearthstone team was doing, to what Team 5 was doing. Um, So I don't know that there was a Team 6 or Team 7. I I would have guessed there would be, Mm -hmm. um, but I, 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 I was surprised when nothing came out. And I'm wondering if it wasn't recycled into that incubator, which is supposed to be trying a lot of things faster than they are in in their traditional development um, with smaller teams. So even with that, I'm wondering if we're going to see anything in 2017. Maybe one, but I wouldn't expect anything anything more because iteration and uh, they're going to throw a lot of stuff in the bin if they're not happy with it. That's, I think, the, the general idea of the whole process is to be able to try many things very quickly and if they don't work out then we'll try something else somebody on our morning show yesterday asked asked me which company currently functioning would i like to go and watch do r&d and the obvious answers always seem to be oh apple or google or you know somebody who's working on ai and you know they can drive or self-driving cars or maybe it would be cool to go to i don't know some to hang out with Elon Musk for the afternoon or something. But my answer was, I want to sit wherever this incubator is. 
I want to go in there and I want to hear what that is. I want to be a fly on the wall and I want to see ideas sprout, be uh, played with and then thrown away because they didn't work. I want to see uh, the ones that do make it through what that looks like in their in the primordial stage and then watch them, you know, take it from there to the next step, whatever those steps are like. That's really interesting to me. And I would do that in a heartbeat yeah. if I could. It's it is for sure. And that applies, I think, to that, you know, that that department because it's interesting to see that that fast iteration process i'm guessing it's fast maybe you know they're just <laughs> chiseling away at a, at a, the same game for three years i i have no idea but um the thing is blizzard in general is a really special company and obviously we think this at this in this show we we love what they do and we have very close ties with them um but it's really rare to, <laughs> really really, it's really 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 rare <laughs> To have a um, a company that is the star in this uh, uh, world of gaming development. Um, and what I mean by that is that it's really the company, I attribute it to the company culture. Because there are lots of developers that come from other companies where they did, they did good things but not the, with the same consistency and not the same uh, uh, incredible results. You know, there were developers that came from other companies where they had cool games and, and they had a, a interesting design and, and fun uh, uh, gameplay and all of this, but it wasn't like this incredible polish that Blizzard has. And on the other, the, the, the flip side of this is that you had great developers who were at Blizzard for a long time mm -hmm. and went off and did something else and when you, you they did that, uh, I think the most famous is, uh, uh, you know, the oh, what's his name? Bill Roper, mm. uh, who went out and, and did other things. It was Hellgate London, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Hellgate London um, was oh, so much potential. Mm. And and so <laughs> poor results. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we've seen seen it happen many times. So these great developers don't thrive in other environments. So. Blizzard is really something special, not because of just the people that are there. Certainly, it does play a role, um, but also because of the way the company functions as a, a, an entity. Mm -hmm. um, so the way they do things, I think, is I don't I can't think of many other companies like this uh, in the gaming space. Maybe, you know, Rockstar. We don't even know who works there like we know, but, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. and they just churn out stuff. And maybe I, I'm guessing it's the way the company works and the way they do things. Um, so there are a couple, maybe two or three, but it's it's a really different approach to things in general and yes so to make a sh long answer short i would love to be sitting there oh, uh you know and and just listen and, and look at the way that, uh, my suspicion is i i think the way they do it is yeah. they have smart people yeah but they also give them time and they play their their own games a, a crap ton i so i know that certainly us uh, other non-developers, when we had access to the internal alphas, we would play a lot and we would discuss it and we would give feedback. And it's like, it's almost like they release the games internally and, you know, they play them internally with uh, smaller teams before for months and improve and iterate. And then they release a little bit wider and improve and iterate. Basically, the game has been, when the game is released to the public, it's been out for you know, a year and a half or two years mm -hmm. and they've kept working on it. Yeah, it's crazy actually how that works. And I think that's a huge part of why some of these guys leave, start up a thing and then cannot reestablish that culture because that culture also takes a bunch of money and time 
and that money and time isn't as readily available perhaps in 20 you know the 2000s who knows well, but it's never it's yeah, never been it's, it's just yeah. you, you need a company that has that you need business leaders that have that intent that you know drive to say to fight the um the 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 owners of the company right you mm-hmm. need the the ceo who's going to say no we're not going to release it now for for this quarter we're going to wait and uh, once we do release it it's going to make you a lot of money so chill out and it will you'll get rich just a month later this is true um, and and the thing is blizzard has the history to back it up so it's easier now especially with wow success basically wow means that it it meant in twenty in in two thousand four it meant Blizzard could do whatever the hell they wanted <laughs> and everyone would be happy. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, it does. Mean but that. even before that, you know, they 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 had very high standards. So it's not a new attitude. It's not, it's just a little bit more comfort now. Sure. Um. So one of the things I wanted to touch on before we move on to the big successes of the year was that Bonfire Studio, started by Rob Pardo and and uh, founders, the other founders or the founding members of it are all. Highly regarded ex-Blizzard people, Josh Mascara, I mentioned. I cannot remember their other names, but the the lead architect on the Battle.net uh, technology. And the third guy. Oh, he's an artist animator guy. Uh, yeah. One of the biggest and best at Blizzard. Uh, that, th- just in reference to your whole, sometimes outside the Blizzard ecosystem, these brilliant developers, designers, and game runners don't necessarily thrive in the same way. This is the one where we get to see maybe if there's a if this can happen, like if it can happen, this is probably going to be where it'll happen um, in a big way. I mean, like in a way that's, you know, fundamentally successful or, or not. Like, I feel like this is a big moment for us to watch um, to see what Bonfire actually does with all of that talent. I'm very curious about that moving into next year. Yeah, um, I think uh, Nick Carpenter is the lead uh, of the artist team you were thinking that's about. But thinking of, yeah, he's great. The 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 thing is if bonefire studio doesn't manage to make an amazing game it feels like no one can do it you know it it feels like being an ex blizzard employee means nothing <laughs> if those guys can't do it it's impossible for for you know it's just it has no being an ex blizzard doesn't make you any better than anyone else it just means you worked at a great company yeah, um, I totally agree I, with I that. They have all the money. They have all the money. They have all the talent. They have all the. If they have, if anyone can do it, they can. And if they can't, then yes, it does feel like proof. I mean, I, exactly. I hesitate to call it proof, but it's sure going to feel like that. If they, can't yeah, pull I that mean, off. and and they also have. They've spent enough time at Blizzard together to be able to reproduce whatever kind of magic uh, exists. You know, th- this weird, unexplainable atmosphere that makes uh, them able to to create good games and polish the games as they should. Um, so, I mean, maybe not Mascara, who had been here for only two or three years, but certainly Pardo and the others uh, are super important in the company. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Going to be interesting. So, uh, the big things this year, of course, Legion launched uh, to... Uh, pretty great success both critically i think and in the numbers seemed good although they still don't talk about official numbers now um but there were some things leaked where somebody would mention by accident on some forum somewhere that they were north of their expectations uh whatever that may be and uh, i think someone said they were uh the the thing that that leaked and was misunderstood was their concurrency 
was uh, a little bit above what it was for the launch of um, Warlords. Mm -hmm. And as we know, the launch of Warlords saw the the uh, numbers go back, the subscription numbers go back up to uh, 10 million. Mm -hmm. So people interpreted it in a way that, you know, in, in meaning that they were back to 10 million. But we didn't have any specific, sorry, mention of this. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so beyond that, though, um, I think critically the play, the, the player base has, has been really into it. I think I did a, I kind of made a mistake early with Legion. I played so much and so hardcore for like, I don't know, a month and a half <laughs> or whatever. Like I played like I was like, it was going out of style and I was going to die if I didn't play that, I, that right now I'm kind of like a little burnt. And it's not the game. Yeah. It isn't the content. It's the best content I've ever had in this game. But I just needed to step back a little bit and 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 not be completely immersed in it 24-7, which I know some people can do, and that's all they want to do. But um, I, I started teetering up next to the edge of like, all right, I don't want to like resent this game for, for binging on it and then never wanting to, you know, it's like eating a bunch of Cheetos and then throwing them up on the couch. You don't want to eat Cheetos for a while. <laughs> So, <laughs> well, so, yeah, no, I mean, I definitely I'm in the same. I think most people are going to be in the same boat and I think that's OK. Um, I mean, for me, should we do the favorite Blizzard moments? Yeah, uh, favorite, because it feels like they're so linked to the to the launches. Yeah, abs that absolutely. It would be. Yeah. So for me, I think I might want to start with my least uh, favorite thing, my worst um moment okay. or worst part all right if you're okay with it yeah um for me it's actually getting uh burnt on hearthstone not burnt out but i guess i'm i'm i've moved away from hearthstone a little bit to the point that i was excited about the theme of the um karazhan adventure because it's disco and you know it's one night in karazhan <laughs> and that's amazing but um i i i played half of it i think and now for uh the mean streets of gadget zen i haven't even bought a single pack i'm like i'm fine not playing hearthstone and and if you remember i it, well you don't because i was still at the company so i didn't talk too much but hearthstone was the game that i would play nonstop every day all the time and think about it when i wasn't playing um for basically the entire internal alpha and a good chunk of time afterwards, maybe a year or two. Mm. Um, is that why so, though, do you think is cause he just binged it then? Maybe, okay. Maybe it's possible. It's certainly possible. It's just, you know, for me, it's kind of, it's not, you know, it's not the worst, but I'm just, I'm sort of putting it away for a little bit and I might come back later, but it's not my thing anymore. Um, for now I have other things to do and <laughs> other things might be other blizzard games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I think that is my kind of not bummer, but uh, it's it's I've moved off, I moved away from Hearthstone a little bit. That's funny because we and I share. Know you've never been super into it. I, yeah, and I was gonna say we share, we almost share the same bummer, but my bummer's got a different nuance to it. My bummer is that I've never quite been able to make Hearthstone part of the things I love about Blizzard. Like I just can't. I'll do it for a little bit, and then I'm just like, eh, I'm just, I'm, I'm losing. I've hit a wall or whatever. Uh, the only way for me to progress any quicker is to buy a bunch of cards. And I'm just like really not into that. So I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of there with you. And I, and I don't, this doesn't, you know, my, certainly my opinion of Hearthstone has got nothing to do with the quality of that game. It's, it's as one of those goes as an electronic CCGs go, 
it's the best thing there is. Like, it's the monster to tackle. It is, I mean, somebody out there might argue, oh, Hex is better, or this other thing's better. And those all have their their things. They all have their their value. But but they're king of the hill in this regard. And there's no really fighting that. Like, they took that, and they own the genre now. Like, it's theirs. And I get it. No, it and it's great. I just wish I liked it, and I just can't get around to liking it. I think it's just a, it's it's the kind of thing that it is. It's the collecting things. I find myself enjoying deck builders more than I do CCGs. Deck builders are like, you know, there's one deck. There's so many. There's a finite number of cards. Uh, the cards you get, you build your deck out of, and you play your game, and you win or you lose, and then you go again. Um, there are a lot of games that do that. That's a popular thing for cards, and that way more fits my style of play than a CCG with a billion builds and a, a million net net decks and you know all that stuff. So it's you know, just not I, mine. It's not my thing. I, I think it's fine. There are tons of games that I would like to get into that I see a lot of people being super excited about, and and I would like to be part of that excitement. You know, Pokemon is one of them. I missed. I'm not of the Pokemon generation, and. Whenever a new one comes out, everyone's super hyped, and I'm like, oh, but I want to like it too, and I try it, and after 10 minutes, I'm like, this is dumb. Um, <laughs> and, you know, Civ is one of those, uh, the the Dark Souls series. Like, I, I never got into any of those, and I tried a little bit, but mm-hmm. so I completely understand. Um, for me, the bummer part is kind of the fact that I um, initially was very much into it, and now it's... A little bit less but um yeah. but yeah so that's that's my i guess uh blizzard slight blizzard bummer and i don't know if i'm ever gonna get back into it maybe we'll see but um i think i think the now, other I, I have other i have two others that are probably tied for biggest bummer of the year for me it was um not caring as much about starcraft in 2016 as i did in 2010 when it when it first launched with uh, wings of liberty i thought that was an amazing incredible return to forum for rts's and now i could not be more bored by an rts and i have noted i haven't finished the the protoss campaign i really wanted to because i want to see the rest of that story i'll probably just watch it on youtube because i just don't know if i want to go through it um that's just a that's a sign of me changing my adherence to a particular genre. I think MOBAs have ruined that for me a little bit. They've become the RTS du jour uh, for hundreds of millions of people. And certainly Heroes has done that for me on the Blizzard side of things. So so that's disappointing. That's more about me, though, than the game. Uh, and it's also just about shifting tastes and, you know, RTS is falling out of favor. And the other thing is that I love, love, love Diablo, top to bottom, end to end. And I love Diablo 3, and I love its current state. I love everything about that game. There, I, I, this was the year where we lose Josh, and then it made everybody go, Oh, well, what's going on with Diablo? And then it got real quiet for a while. And then Frank Pierce, who never gets on stage, gets on stage and announces a new class coming out next year. Like, it just feels like Diablo, like they don't know what to do with it. A very successful, extremely successful game, one of the highest selling PC games of all time. And I feel like they aren't exactly sure what they want to do next. And and maybe that's business model. Maybe that's um, I don't know what it is. Uh, but I think they they know what they want to do. They they want to do Diablo Four or another game in the in the franchise. I think they do they're too, not letting go of the franchise. That's guaranteed. It sold too much. Yeah. Um, but they they decided they didn't want to. Um, <laughs> the chat room is asking if I'm from Canada. Uh, I guess my accent is. Uh, yeah, I'm from the OG Canada. Thank you, <laughs> Laura, man. I'm from France, man. 
France. Yeah, France. He's there now. The... He's in Paris now. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, I think they decided they didn't want to do another expansion for whatever reason. Um, and that's going to take a little bit more time. So that's that's your answer. But, yeah, it's kind of a bummer that we didn't see more. That's all. Uh, I, that's for... all I'm mad about. I just want more. I want more Diablo. I love that series. I want more of it in my life. Um, but honestly, beyond that, and I, I, I'll admit to a little personal pain when all of these people we've mentioned before left the company, just felt, I don't know, it felt like we were being abandoned a little bit. That's irrational to think that these are people with lives and plans and expectations of their own. And I'm not in charge of where they go or what they do. And I think sometimes gamers to greater and lesser extents think that they should somehow like they somehow owe us something. But, um, you know, I'm still it still kind of stings a little bit to know that Chris Metzen's not there to know that Josh Mascara is not there. Mickey Nelson's not there. Like I. I miss them from both a, uh, a personal connection to Blizzard way, but I also miss them from a creative output way. And I'm excited to see who the new carriers of the torches are going to be <clears throat> within the company. But so I'm, I'm not, I can't really count it as a bummer. I just know I felt I felt my own version of personal pang. Pang? Pain is the word I meant. Pain isn't a word. Yeah, I don't think it's quite a bummer. I guess maybe not seeing an expansion for Diablo 3 could be a bummer, but... Um... Yeah. So All right, that. let's move on to the uh, best of the year for us. Yeah, tell me what you liked the most. What hit with you and 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 resonated the most? I think I know the answer to this, but I want to hear it from your lips. <laughs> so I think it's a it's a twofold answer. Um, I was talking about the pillars, the two pillars of Blizzard's excellent year uh, for 2016, and uh, one is more of a you know, something for me personally that has affected my life. And one is a little bit of that, but also sort of the incredible message that it meant for Blizzard to the world. Um, the the incredible message is the uh, release of Legion, which in its, what is it, 12th year mm-hmm. uh, of this game of World of Warcraft, uh, Blizzard manages to put out a an expansion for the game that is so acclaimed critically and uh, in sales that they basically make a statement world of warcraft is still there it's still a massive behemoth of a game um it's not going anywhere it's sort of the definitive point that they can make because after this they can put out an expansion that doesn't perform as well, that isn't as great. It's fine. We know that at some point there might be another one that will be great too because we've had that, you know, a couple of slumps already. Uh, It's sort of a a way uh, for Blizzard to shut up every critic in the world about World of Warcraft. It's like, yes, it's old. Yes, it doesn't appeal to everyone. But it's still awesome, and people who love it, love it, even if they haven't played for a long time. They'll come back, and they'll be super happy playing it. And you know what? Every time someone buys a game, not only do we get the subscription uh, money from uh, uh, the people who might stay subscribed for a month or two or three, but also we get what is basically a full price game's price now. Not quite, but it's not just a 30 bucks expansion. Um, it, they've raised the price sneakily for, for a few years, and now we're at, what, 50 bucks, something like that, for mm-hmm. the expansion? Yeah. Um, 
So it's it's sort of the most one of the most incredible successes that we could have uh, uh, hoped for Blizzard this year. Yeah. I think it's uh, 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 significant in many many ways. And you know, on top of that, the reason why it's so uh, successful is that it is a great expansion it's an uh, possibly the best expansion they've ever put out and you were saying you know you got burnt out a little bit after playing non-stop for a couple of months i'm in the same boat uh, i haven't really played for for a few weeks and and i'm fine with it now you know mm-hmm. I, i'll i play when i want to i look at there's so many things to do it's just I, I look at it and i think if we were in 2004 mm-hmm. with maybe five great games coming out every you know in the year mm-hmm. Maybe I would be playing uh, World of Warcraft every day now, but it's just there are a million coming out every every month it seems. So it's just yeah. too many things to do. But that's true. Uh, the quality of that expansion, every aspect of it is awesome. Everything is successful. Everything is well done, and that is uh, 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 possibly for uh, from an industry standpoint, it is a, a wonder. That Blizzard has achieved. Do you think that it's possible the game enters a every other phase and it may have already been in one and we just didn't know it know it? And what I'm talking about is like the like Star Trek movies are considered uh this, that the the evens are good, the odds are bad. Uh or the evens or are the better. Windows versions. Yeah, or the Windows there you go, the Windows version, same <laughs> thing. So what so you know, vanilla was this groundbreaking thing. Uh some would argue that BC was a great expansion. I think it was great too, but Again, let's go with my thinking here. You go to the expansion, it's pretty good. But then Wrath, man, Wrath was amazing. And then Cataclysm, eh, it was okay. It was good. I liked it, but was it, you know, the best expansion ever? No. Uh, so maybe just a little dip there. And then boom, Pandaria, bringing it back. Amazing expansion. Love Pandaria. And then Warlords, meep. And then this, woo. And then whatever's next, meep. And then <laughs> like that. Do you think that's possible at this point that we may just be in a bit of a loop? I don't know why we would be. I don't understand. I don't quite understand why there would be some kind of magical rule that says, you know, Windows has to have one version that sucks and one that works. Um, I think it's hindsight pattern recognition. I don't I don't think so. You don't think I there's think- like some structural, like procedural thing happening where where you... no because it's the same it's the same team for blizzard and they always try to do that you know i often say this they always try to do the best expansion they can and i don't think they save good ideas for every other expansion or you know so i don't know maybe we'll see yeah i, I hope I, not i don't think so. i hope not i want the next one to break that pattern and have everyone go oh they're still they still got it it's still happening and mm. we thought legion was good man just look how good this next one is or or whatever yeah uh, for me, it is definitely, I'm with you hundred percent on Legion's launch. Um, let's talk about Overwatch for a second. What, okay. uh, what can ma- I, can I also talk about Overwatch because I love it more than no, you No, of do. course you do. So here, so, so here's, so here's all I'll state, uh, state about this. Why I'm, why I'm so impressed with what that game has accomplished. Um, it rose from the ashes of Titan. Whatever Titan was, it is safe to assume that it was a lot of what Overwatch is in terms of character, story, structure, um, whatever. They they pulled from that wreckage, uh, from that canceled project, uh, enough to make it into a, a, a premier competitive shooter. And they did it with, I think, so much grace and precision, um, both artistically and uh, technically and certainly 
um, just tonally. They turned it into one of the most impressive releases for any company this year, period. And um, it is, by all accounts, by all measures, by all metrics, one of the most successful games, if not the most successful game of 2016. Now, uh, all that being said, I'm sure you have more flowery ways to describe what I'm trying to say. So, so Patrick, a guy who didn't like FPSs before this this thing came so, on the scene. What? Tell me where you're at with the whole Overwatch success of 2016. It's not that I didn't like FPSs. I dabbled. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like super deep into FPSs. But, you know, I feel with Overwatch like I'm part of the group of people who liked the band before it was cool. Mm-hmm. And I, I've talked about this, you know, many times on the show and elsewhere. But um, I the, the Titan relationship is important and interesting for blizzard internally like as a company they proved to themselves as a development team that they could do it that they could manage to save what was there to be saved and not make this huge thing into a failure Um, but for the industry as a whole and for blizzard uh, uh, as it relates to the industry it's the second pillar of that two pillar year of legion on one hand that says we're still here. We can still make awesome things for this 10-year-old game. And the other thing is we can also innovate, you know, for, for Blizzard. We can also do things that are different, conquer new realms. And together they sort of mean there is no limit to what we can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and and for me personally, that game has conquered my gaming time it's all i want to do for you know i've been playing it for a year over a year straight now i was in the um, initial friends and family beta and um i've been playing it i think every day certainly every week uh for a year many hours sometimes many hours a day and and it's just it has so much of what makes blizzard games great uh you know easy to learn hard to master depth that you wouldn't suspect when you first try it and fun it is so much fun to play you get enjoyment out of it all the time um and it got me into that um the the fps arena uh, competitive fps genre which i didn't think i was going to get into which many people didn't think they were going to get into um and seeing that quality recognized by the entire world has been a real treat for people like me who were, as I was saying, fans from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So it is in, on all accounts, uh, uh, an incredible success for gamers and for the industry, you know, and for blizzard in the industry, um, which makes with, as I was saying with Legion, those two pillars, that mean Blizzard is in its best shape it's ever been. Um, they have like, what, five, six games now that are all, you know, more or less active, but certainly all of them are successful, more in the works. There is no company in the world, no gaming company in the world that does this. They are developing and publishing all those games, I honestly, maybe I'm missing one, but I can't think of any company that does this, especially for games that are actively being uh, not just worked on, but active uh, with constant updates all the time. Even uh, Diablo and StarCraft, which, has, which are the least active of all of them, um, they, there are things that are coming every few months. So 
the 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 two it seemed a few years ago that Blizzard might be in a tough position. Now they're in an incredible position and Legion and Overwatch are the two reasons why in an incredible uh, it's an incredible de demonstration of their uh talent and and commitment to quality. Yeah, and to not let dips stay like they don't they're not comfortable in a place where <clears throat> where they're not <clears throat> performing at a high level and not putting out incredible content i would also say that heroes is really coming into, into its own and has in 2016 uh there was something very specifically in, late in the year right after the varian ren patch uh where he was launched as a hero where i don't i don't want to put it all at his feet or anything um <laughs> not because i don't like the alliance they're fine whatever that's not the problem um but hey. there was something <laughs> there was something about his release and that week's <clears throat> excuse me balance patch that put that game up a whole nother slot in my mind and I don't know why it's real weird the game just suddenly felt really right and it always felt real good I've enjoyed it since the beginning and I've played it since beta and I've loved every second of heroes and it's you know made me a MOBA fan without even trying to um, and I love that game and it's my MOBA of choice and I play it all the time. I play that almost every day, uh, along with hearts or along with, um, Hearthstone cheese with the uh, overwatch. Uh, those are my two probably most played games right now, but, uh, there's something that just clicked. I don't know what it is. You're hearing it from a lot of the other base of players. Some people say it was literally the crossover with overwatch for the, the Genji skin thing that did it and brought a bunch of very competitive quality players over from the shooter genre who went, oh, I played League for a while. What's this? I forgot Blizzard even made this or whatever. And um, turns out there's a lot more crossover than people thought. And so for whatever reason, queues are shorter, matches are better. The quality of my experience in that game is better. Like it's just killing it right now. So even on that front, which is kind of their, you know, their little mascot middle game is, is firing on all cylinders, has great plans for 2017 in terms of competitive plans and and how they're handling tournaments and everything, and they they just seem to to have thrown extra weight behind it. Uh, their community team is extremely active right now, like really, really killing it. So um, that's my other favorite thing of this year was how Heroes is coming into its own. Um, they you seem know, to they seem to have, they did a video. I don't know if you remember this, Patrick. They did a video that said, "Yes, I that, know what you're going to say," and it's, I agree. It's this moment where they went, "All right, you know what." We're just going to accept the fact we don't have to call ourselves a brawler. We don't have to try to tell everybody we're something we're not to try to differentiate ourselves. The, the MOBA genre was built in our backyard on the back of Warcraft 3 and it thrived there and it moved out. And we were so busy building an MMO that we didn't have a chance to even see what was happening under our nose. And we, that got away from us. So let's just own it and let's just make the best game we can. And let's do our own unique things to it and take a ton of chances and have weird ass characters. No other MOBA would even try to do this. Let's have multiple maps. Let's go nuts with it. Let's embrace the things that makes it so blizzardy and quit trying to pretend like this is a whole other thing. And, and let's actually just call it what it is. And they call it a MOBA. They, they talk, they're using language that, that, that MOBA players are familiar with. And I think embracing that legacy is the smartest thing they've done this year. And it, some, maybe that was when it turned. Maybe that's when I started to feel this difference. Um, but yeah, I love that yeah. game. Just great. I, I think it's... Uh... It's a it's a combination of things that certainly played into it. I, I I don't think they said let's own it because it grew up in our backyard. I think it's more 
uh, mundane than that. It's just people didn't understand what a brawler was and they know what a MOBA is. So they were like, okay, let's not confuse people and try to get them to come try our thing. And, uh, you know, it's just a marketing move, in my opinion. Um, but overall, I think a lot of people are also sort of, it's been, what, a couple of years since it's been, it was released? Yeah, 2014. Um, uh, hold on. Something like that. 2015, 2014. I don't remember. I think 2014, mm. late 2014, something like that. But yeah. uh, but people aren't looking at it and thinking, is this better or worse than League anymore? No. Um, it's clearly not as successful. So that that the pressure is kind of off at this point. Um, so people are just maybe they dismissed it early on because they thought it was not it wasn't League. Um, but now we know it isn't. And when people come back to it, maybe especially because ironically, um, some people who were very much in love with League of Legends went to Overwatch um, and and went then to Heroes of the Storm because of the promo and realized, oh, well, it's not League, but it's fun and I might enjoy it. And there's sort of this the distance that sort of puts less pressure on the company and on people to sort of compare it with the other MOBAs all the time. So I actually, uh, it's one of the, the, it's probably my third Blizzard game um, that I've played this year. I've played it quite a bit and I always enjoy it. Uh, it's, it's the, the reason I don't play it more is that I don't have more time mm -hmm. and I, I, wish I had. It's one of those games, one of those many games I wish I had more time to play, but I agree. It's it's a, a game that is super fun in its own right, and it's getting recognized for that, and that's really uh, you know, it's it's heartwarming to see that it's getting the recognition it deserves. Yeah, and the brawls are really fun, the the new brawl system in it, and you know, I don't know, Blizzard, Blizzard borrowing from other games and implementing things in here and seeing things here being implemented in other games, like all that cross-pollination is really really working well in 2016. I think that stuff's all good. Mm -hmm. um, as far as what we think next year is going to be, mm. let's talk briefly about this. We have got, got about 10 minutes. I want to, I don't want to have a on. little bit more. Maybe. Okay. All right. So in world of Warcraft terms, we kind of know what's ahead. I mean, they, they, we, we hope for continual patch and support and, and quality improvements to the existing expansion, but we probably, next BlizzCon here an expansion announcement, right? Wouldn't that hold true? I would think so, yeah. yeah. Um, I think probably it, it's it's likely. Um, it will be over a year and some months that, uh, that the expansion, the current expansion has been released. So they will start to have to think about a beta. So they have to announce it before that or an alpha, I guess. Um, so it will be, they will have an announcement before that. Maybe even Gamescom. It's possible. Well, they, they did that. They did. That's they where, were. that's where the 2015 announcement of Legion happened. So it very well could happen that way again. That yeah. may be their new place to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and and Gamescom, by the way, as you know, has become sort of a mini BlizzCon. Mm -hmm. um, so they, I know that the EU comms team is always happy to have big announcements there. So if they do, you know, maybe WoW, maybe something else. But um, yeah, I, I mean, the thing I would say about WoW is that um, the one area where I was a little bit disappointed, I suppose, was the lack of Illidan storyline in uh you know as we illidan was sort of a side thing in the storyline and it's fine 
um, in in Legion. But I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with patches, you know, seven two and seven three. Um, once we actually get into what Illidan is going or is not going to do um, with the Legion and with Argus and all of this. So yeah. maybe expansion announcement, it's not certain, but more importantly, um, we're going to see the end of this expansion. And that's sort of probably going to be the time when I get back into it and go like, ooh, maybe I can talk to Illidan and tell him I understand what he's going through. I know. Do you think he's going to, do you think, okay. This is not a spoiler because it doesn't happen. This is just me asking. You think this is all going to come down to him and Malfurion having some kind of to-the-death fight and we got to hear Malfurion go, what? Brother, I, I don't like these thorns. Like, what are we going to get? Why would why would Malfurion fight Illidan? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I just feel like there needs to be some kind of sacrifice. One brother has to stand. Oh, There's going to well, be... Maybe. Yeah. Maybe a sacrifice, but I mean, yeah, they they, they are going to ha fight the Legion together, is what you mean. Maybe. I, I don't know. All I'm oh, saying is at the end, I, I feel like we're going to get like a, I don't know. I don't know. I just have this feeling we're going to get some kind of weird <laughs> moment where it's going to be Malfurion, Taronda, and, and Illidan all sitting around, and there's going to be some shitty thing go down, and there's going to be some awful fight. Maybe. That's, that's nondescript enough that it might be true. <laughs> Something is going to happen, and the main characters in that storyline are going to be involved. Yes, you are right. You are correct. I nailed it. Don't forget when it happens to give me the credit I deserve uh, for. Oh, you do that yourself. Yeah. I'm not worried. Yeah, vaguely predicting something in the future. <laughs> um, for Diablo, I hope we get announcements of new product, new something, new direction, new something. Um, I think that would be great. I think this is the year we thought we were going to get that. I, I, I really hope beyond hope that we get something in 2017 in terms of announcements or at least something to look forward to. Um, I think this will be the year uh, that we hear about a new project that's coming from this incubator uh, or a new game or a new something, either existing IP or otherwise. Um, I feel like they want to have some quick results from that. That's kind of the idea of it. And that would have to mean, like you said, they're not going to they're not going to pull a, a four-year announcement and then release sort of thing again like they did with Diablo 3. They will be further along with something than we thought. And mm. within a year, we'll have, you know, beta or something like that. I, I, I feel like I'm stretching a little bit to get that, but that's what I really want next year is to, to have yeah. one more thing on my launcher. Uh, well, I think, so first of all, Ralph in the chat room is saying, Tyrande, Malfurion, and Illidan sitting and talking at Central Perk, I think, <laughs> would be perfect. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for, for Diablo, I don't know that we're going to get something. Honestly, I would love to, but we have the the new character, uh, the, 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 the Necromancer mm -hmm. coming. I'm wondering if that's all... That's it might be a, all we're going to get. Is that supposed to satiate us until 2018 mm. or something? Okay. I think so. I think so. And I think we might get another character after that, another class. Yeah. Um, viable, we'll viable character pack makes a lot of sense to me. We've talked about this before. But but mm. uh, uh, to reiterate, my favorite thing I played, like hands-on played at BlizzCon, was the Necromancer demo. That was the most that's fun I had. That's your Diablo goggles. It's, oh, it, totally. They blind you to other things. <laughs> they totally does. I loved it so much. I, I wanted it to not get up and leave it. Um, and all the game were four basic abilities and no runes. Like, it was the most basic way to play that thing. And yeah. I, oh my gosh, dude. I can't wait for that. So, so, um, so it's, I don't want to make it sound like I'm not excited about that next year. But always there's no, this question. we all want Diablo 4. Yeah. Or, yeah. or we all want, you know, Diablo, Diablo, I don't know 
universe, meaning like some different kind of take on the Diablo, uh, on a Diablo game. Um, I don't know, but we we'll want something. Sorry. Oh, uh, bless you. Mentioning the name of the the <clears throat> the Lord of Terror makes me sneeze. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yeah, but from the incubator. I, I, again, it's sort of the same thing. I really want to see something, but mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit early. Um, they just announced that Adam had come back. He must be. He has must have been back. I don't know, a few months, six months before, maybe, maybe less. Um, maybe they recycled or they integrated projects that had been running before. Um, but it seems still a little bit early. I would think all of this. I'm wondering if we're not going to be disappointed because there won't be any other big announcements in 2017. Well, part of this is uh, uh, there's a momentum or a f- at least a sense of momentum from Blizzard that feels like they could do anything like we've been talking about. And so the idea of them springing it on us doesn't seem so crazy. And so when we don't get it, it's like Apple's one more thing they always get in trouble for now. It's like, well, mm. they, they established this thing of like, oh my gosh, they've got something up their sleeve at the end of this conference and we didn't even know about it and it's this huge <laughs> deal. And now they can never live up to that again. Well, sometimes mm. that happens and Blizzard's in a position now where it's just hit after hit. What's So what's next? What's next? And when we don't get anything next, we're just kind of like, oh, Deep Mind is working on some StarCraft AI thing. <laughs> You know? So what do you think is going to happen for Heroes? All right, Heroes is going to get a bunch more Heroes. It's going to continue to grow and be strong. Um, I think that game is a, uh, unlike Overwatch, which is a, uh, and Hearthstone to some degree, is it like a, like a spike success, like boom, here it is, and then it maintains. I think that this game was and always will be the kind of game that will be a slow curve uh, upward, though. Uh, in growth and I think that that game will continue to be refined improved heroes will have reworks new heroes will be introduced the game will continue to find its own unique place within the MOBA genre that marks so basically it basically heroes will be heroes yeah heroes will be heroes but it will also this is the important part it will also continue uh to to um how do I how do I put this it will, it will continue to not only improve but it will also be more and more obvious that it's a thing to play and and to not think about oh well what's its place in the MOBA market like where does it sit next to Dota two or League of Legends or Smite or anything else it's just going to be people are going to stop thinking of it that way and stop being all defensive about their game du jour and they're just going to freaking play it and have fun I think that attitude is going to permeate this year uh, this coming yeah year. I think more more um, more and more Blizzard people are going to try it. Um, I think some people that maybe hadn't gotten into it because they thought mobiles aren't for me might try it a little bit more and and keep coming back to it every here and there. Yeah. So and I, basically that's what I'm doing. So maybe I'm extrapolating. And I think Arthas will be fun to play one day in the future. And in, in the future, <laughs> one time he will be reworked to the point that Arthas is not the worst character in the game. That's just my opinion. Yeah. There are plenty of other people who think otherwise. I can't freaking stand him. All right. Um, yeah. what, one other thing I want to say about heroes, I think as they add, uh, overwatch heroes, it's going to bring more people in as well. Oh, I totally agree. Overwatch is a success. To- you know? Totally agree. And I think that this, this um, year you'll see at least, at least two, maybe three of this year's release heroes will probably be, uh, overwatch heroes, in my opinion. So we'll see. Um, for Hearthstone, I did want to mention that if we had Dills or Terpster, it probably would have been a very different conversation, uh, and and there would have been a little bit more love shown to uh, <laughs> to the the game 
So oh sure, I just wanted to mention it that we're two people who aren't really playing it a lot uh, this year. So yeah, um, they would and, have they would not only of, have a lot, but they would have a lot. They would have many convincing arguments about why it's in the best place it's ever been. Blah blah blah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and we talked about this before, and you know all of the. Uh, coming into its own, it's dropping the uh, Heroes of Warcraft subtitle and it becoming its own thing with its own lore, its own style, all of it, even though it does have gameplay issues that are, you know, being discussed actively by the community. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still, you know, it has some positive aspects as well, but I don't know what I expect for Hearthstone in 2017. I think, I don't think we're going to see a big change that is going to make us think differently about the game um might be wrong but i think it's still it's still gonna be big uh you know expansion adventure expansion and that's it and it keeps rolling and i don't think there's gonna if a a change is is being worked on um it might not happen next year i think you know know, if if it let me me tell you what i would play the living hell out of i would play it till it bled and that is if the incubator teams are working on a deck building game which is not the same as what hearthstone is for the starcraft universe it's perfect for it define deck building game all right so um there's a game i play on my ipad all the time all the time called star dock have you heard of this or oh, wait star nope. dock wait star dock what's it called star dock launches mobile division no no no. it's not star dock uh that's star dock entertainment i'm thinking of oh crap and i can't think of the stupid name of the game anyway um there's a game, Dead Man's Draw, Dead Man's Draw is another good example of this. This is actually a board game as well as a video game. Um, you have, imagine this, you have, a, you have a deck of cards. When you play a game, you have a deck of cards. And you open that deck of cards and you deal them. And the cards you got dealt are the cards that you have to play with, right? Not the same as you going and building a custom deck of 30 cards out of a billion choices. Like Magic the Gathering is a is a collectible card game. Uh, Heroes of the... Or excuse me. Uh, uh, Hearthstone is a collectible card game. You collect cards. You do that by unlocking them, buying them or whatever. Oh, right. So the difference is all the cards are already available to the game and it just assigns you, you know, you randomly get a, a number of them and you have to build a deck out of those yeah. as opposed to you actually having to include to to get them into your collection to build your deck. Correct. So it's a bit like it's actually I guess I could have just said it's like poker. You know, poker is a a game <laughs> with 52 cards and you get the cards you get, right? So it's it's like that, but 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 it's a different genre kind of. It's still cards and whatever, but and they're still all the same a lot of the same strategies and whatnot. Um but for whatever reason, those just draw me in. I feel way more, I have way more fun with that than I do with CCGs. And I, I just think the StarCraft universe would work well. And you do a broader thing. It's not just characters and abilities. It's ships and armadas and planet control. And like there's stuff you could do. Um, I would really like that. Now, what that looks like, what, that's, what that is, I don't know. But if they're talking about making more mobile experiences and doing it faster and, and, and perhaps... Um, shoring up their position as the mobile uh, tabletop card game du jour or whatever, they could totally snag some of that market by having a really good deck builder. So that's that's something I do, hope. So do, do you think, let's go a little bit wider, do you think one of these incubator games is going to be a, a, another 
well, maybe not another, but a specific tablet or phone, maybe phone game. Yeah, I do. I think that they're working on mobile like crazy. I could be wrong, but when you pull, this is a, this is so like not evidence, but the fact that they take Corey Stockton, the biggest proponent of portable gaming, of Nintendo, of 3DS games, uh, the guy behind the pet battling system, which is modeled right after Pokemon, that guy and you move him into the incubator and hide him from view, I have to think they're playing to his strengths and he's working on something that's mobile-related. I could be totally yeah. wrong. No one's I mean, told we, me this, but it just feels right to me. Yeah. We we don't know that he's in the incubator. I don't think we specifically uh, got we confirmation don't. of this, but it seems safe to assume. Yeah. Um, the, the thing I will say, if he is, I, I'll go even farther. Uh, I think he might be... I will predict that he is working on a Nintendo Switch title. Mm. And even, that would be, that, that is like no chance of it actually being the case, but on a Switch title that they went to Nintendo for and asked for a, to collaborate on a Mario or Zelda game that Blizzard will develop. That will <laughs> never happen, but it's fun to think about. That is fun to talk about. I agree it will probably you know, never happen. But the making a Switch game is not crazy. Nintendo with other companies. You know, they sure. do lend out their, their IP to other companies to develop a game. But, you know, it, it makes well, no po- financial po- sense uh, for two big companies to do that. Sure, sure. And, and Pokemon isn't even a Nintendo-developed game. That's You know, the Nintendo company is a separate entity. They have a huge stake in it. But it's not so. So that's already kind of true. But 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 I agree with you. We haven't seen Blizzard work with Nintendo since the N sixty four port of StarCraft one. Right, uh, that was a long time and ago. I, but but no, you know Nintendo does this for other things as well. They've done uh, the Hyrule Legends. Uh, you know the Musou game. Mm-hmm. They've done the, there's Picross games. There, maybe those are Nintendo owned. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of things that happen from time to time. I think it would be like. Anyway, all right. That, no, I, just... I completely agree with you. And all I'm saying is I would I would embrace whatever the hell that is. So if, oh, if, if he is making whatever for the Switch, I don't want it just to be a port of something. Like, I want something no, rad. No, no, no. I think it would be, yeah. Oh, that my would be, gosh. I would shit a brick. Um, you know how many Switches they'd well, sell just on that? Anyway. Well, you know, I think that would be a huge deal. Yeah. If Blizzard was making a Switch game, mm-hmm. it would be I don't think it will make it in time for launch now, but maybe, you know, next year, mm-hmm. something like that. It'd be enormous. But, um, It'd be a big deal. It would be huge. It would give, it would give, because the big issue with Nintendo consoles is, has always been, or recently has been a uh, third party support. Right. So if Blizzard is doing a game for them anyway. And this is also um, their most straight up console they've made in a very long time in that it's, I mean, yes, it's weird that it's portable and, and docks at home, but it's, it's a video game with sticks and controllers and, no weird touchy hoochie ha ha ho ho motion crap. <laughs> touchy hoochie ha ha ho ho motion crap. Right, that's I believe stuff. you've summed up the last 10 years for Nintendo pretty handily. Um, so Overwatch, um, the, obviously the esports aspect. We haven't even talked about esports for any of those, but that's pretty big. And I guess for Overwatch, the biggest. Mm, um, they're huge for all of them, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know that we even need to get into it. Esports is going to be huge, obviously. The Overwatch League is going to be very big. It's going to start in the U.S. And it could become something enormous over the next two or three years. Um, and it's going to be really fun to look at. On a game, uh, from a game standpoint, I think we're going to see uh, for Overwatch a lot of uh, interface improvements. 
Uh, obviously, you know, a couple extra characters, maybe a new mode, um, but a lot of uh, uh, improvements for um, making, just polishing the game even more in the UI department, in the observer department, all, all of these things. I don't think that we're going de- to see one huge thing. Um, I do wonder, however, if they aren't already, if they haven't already started thinking about, maybe not working on, but thinking about another game in the Overwatch universe that might be more um, solo focused. Well, I mean, the yeah. fact that they've been, they had a job posting for somebody to work with a cutting edge next generation engine, I think is a lot of people went, oh, what new FPS. Or FPS engine? Yeah, I think a lot of people jumped straight to what new game are they working on? But I think that that posting is all about uh, ramping up something in the in in Overwatch to bring new content to that game that is single player focused or co op focused. Um, the success of the Halloween event was pretty palpable. People loved that freaking thing. Uh, I did. I loved it. Oh man, I loved it. And I didn't think I was going to. I thought, well, whatever. This is just some kind of weird co op mode. I've played this in a million games before, and instead, I I really thought that was tight and well made. So the idea that somebody might come along and build some narrative content of some kind into that engine uh, as a new project that's either standalone or DLC or whatever. I don't know what their business model would be for that, but that's very exciting to me. And I hope that yeah. that's true. I don't think it's going to be DLC because they don't want to sell it uh, in the existing game. Mm-hmm. I think they have enough following on that game to put out another one in let's say 2018 uh that would be an entirely separate game in the same universe yeah that totally could Uh, be true that absolutely could be true it'd be a little bit unprecedented in terms of um where they're starting i mean usually even even team fortress itself the the concept of of classes and things in a shooter which was originally a quake one mod you still needed quake one and quake one was ostensibly at that point uh a single player campaign with uh, multiplayer afterthought and usually that's the pattern you have a game like call of duty and it's all about the campaign but then the multiplayer takes on a life of its own um and usually they're shipped in the same package so this would be a little bit weird uh for them but i don't think that they're opposed to doing some weird things i think that's a great idea and i hope they do it um we should hear more about that next, this in this coming year i hope i really hope uh, yeah it's a bit early I for think. Star- starcraft i just want them to take it into a new place i want some starcraft uh, I want that IP, but I want to blow it out. I want to have, I'll t- take anything. Give me something like, um, uh, it's the name of those old games, like Freelancer, but put it mm. in the StarCraft universe and let me go out and do missions in my space frigate. I would play the crap out of something like this. Oh my gosh, that's it all is. I'd want to do. And you know, the, the really interesting thing about StarCraft is that now finally StarCraft 2 is done with Legacy of the Void. The The, the trilogy is complete Mm -hmm. and the way blizzard works is that when a team finishes a game they get together they discuss and they discuss what they want to do next i don't know that that's still the case but i suspect it is and they go out and do whatever it is that they feel they want to do next that's how all of their games uh, started especially you know wow and uh and overwatch and hearthstone even um and it's not impossible that they're going to think they're going to say, you know what, the the 4X uh, genre is a niche genre that is super fun and that we really like, but it's still a little bit niche. Maybe we can blow it out and um, and make it into something 
more accessible. Mm -hmm. So maybe. I mean, there's part of the team that's on Heroes now and part of the team that is doing the the small updates, you know, the packs, uh, the Nova packs and whatever for StarCraft. But there's a, I, I think there's a big chunk of the StarCraft team that is not doing all of those things and maybe they're working on something new that isn't uh, an RTS. A lot of people are clamoring for Warcraft 4. I think sure. we've said on the show a couple of times it's maybe not time to jump back into the RTS genre. Maybe let it breathe a little bit. Let it, you know, let people wanting uh, an RTS a little bit for a little bit longer. Because I suspect if Warcraft 4 came out, a lot of people would go and rush to get it and then play for, you know, two hours and think, oh, well, it's an it's RTS. An RTS I again, yeah. not be into those anymore. Sure. Yeah, no, I'm worried about that too. I agree with you. I don't think that that's their next step. But I would love the idea that, that Dustin Browder is off sneakily working on the next chapter of what StarCraft can be and that it's not in the RTS genre. I'm way into that idea. Yeah. Because that's such an awesome universe, man, with such great characters and so so many possibilities. And I would just take... I just want to fly around and do missions and go like mine that asteroid field and take it back to my base and turn it in and find out there's a zerg infest in, or infestation on some frigate somewhere and i want to fly out there and i want to rid it of the zerg and then get gold for that like I, i'm not asking for an mmo here folks i just want like freelancer uh you know wing commander yeah privateer, privateer so awesome. is great oh what a great game that was oh i love privateer and there's a lot of games like this there's a million of them out there the blizzard just needs to take that and own that new that genre and turn it into something special they could totally do it um and finally blizzcon real quick any expectations for that it's a long ways off uh there was a rumor yesterday that dates got leaked but uh i don't know that it ever got found out what they were so i don't know how that's a leak um usually when you say something there leaks, are dates there will be a blizzcon <laughs> yeah i think that's the oh only leak we got out of it but um bro if you're listening you can clarify this for me i don't believe anybody saw any actual dates there was just some rumor that dates were flowing, floating around i think it's safe to say it's November, it's safe to say it'll be very esports focused. Safe to say probably some announcements, but maybe not. I mean, I don't know. Any <laughs> it's these are all safe things to say, but I don't know what else to say about BlizzCon. What else is no, there to I hope mean, for? Probably some announcements, but maybe not. <laughs> I think that is indeed pretty safe to say. Um yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Um it it, it would be cool to see a, a new game announced, obviously, but they could completely just, you know, uh, 10 years ago, they couldn't justify a BlizzCon. I mean, they could do it because there's always the fun of get, hanging out with all of the community. But without an announcement, it was kind of a little bit empty. Um, this time around, nowadays, uh, you have so much esports and so much activity there anyway. And so many, not just that, but also... So many of the games have small things that they add all the time. You know, they could announce a, a, a new hero in Overwatch, uh, a, two or three heroes in uh, in Heroes, an expansion for Hearthstone, and a new pack for StarCraft. And it's sort of a lot of stuff to discuss, and it justifies the whole thing. So yeah. they could very much not announce anything. I still hope they will have a, you know, it, it's going to get insane. But if they announce a new game, it's going to be Seven games for the same company? It's crazy. It is crazy. Do you it's think crazy. do you think they'll um I think Morheim will come out and go, All right, we have the results from the Deep Mind uh experiment and uh we found <laughs> that AI is already taking over the world and we should all just sit down and die of starvation. Like what do you what do you think I, happens there? 
I think uh, the comms team has learned a valuable lesson from that uh, part of the of the uh, opening. I honestly thought it was cool, but I, I seem to be the only one in the entire world. Um, <laughs> and I don't think they're going to repeat that again. I think they're going to keep the opening. Um, if they do something like that, they will have more to show, right? It's not just going to be, oh, we have a, a partnership with someone. It will be like showing an AI actually playing the game. And that would be fun. Yeah. But it's probably going to be a little bit more than just the announcement if they do something like it that. It was the geek is of 2016 is what that was. Um, yeah, geek is was more... Was pretty bad. Some. <laughs> no, I, a geek is, I thought, was... It achieved what it was supposed to achieve, which did it, was... Did it, though? Because filled out, it, it filled out a, an opening ceremony that really had <laughs> nothing at all for it. <laughs> all right, um, well, in that way, yeah. But you could say, oh, well, this dog poo uh, did what I needed to do, which was to make the center of my cake more uh, structurally sound so I could put more <laughs> frosting on the outside. Like it's, Are you calling key kids dog poo? No, I'm. what I'm saying is I think they had other plans and they scrapped them. I think that was the year we were going to hear about Titan. And I think last second they pulled the plug. I could be wrong. No inside info. That's just what I think. I I think what we're going to see happen is Blizzard buy uh, Rockstar Studios and integrate them into Blizzard. And that will be the announcement at BlizzCon. There Mm -hmm. you go. Yeah. Well, there you go. I, I think you're right on the money. Uh, before we before we get out of here, uh, let's just uh, want to thank everybody for a great year of the instance. Everybody's been great this year. Listeners, uh, of course, a huge thanks to my co-host and to Patrick today for being here today for this year ender. Um, we I don't have any predictions for the show for the next year, except that it will continue on, that we have uh, some ideas, that there's going to be rad coverage of all the games you love, especially World of Warcraft as we lean into uh, the next phase of Legion and beyond. So uh, keep coming back for all of that stuff. Before we go, though, Patrick, would uh, would you like to pimp or mention or do anything at the end of the show here that you now have the stage for, sir? You know what? Uh, same as you. I want to thank everyone for listening. Um, it's been, I can't believe it's been two years already since I, I left Blizzard and I started uh, on that incredible path of being a professional podcaster. Mm-hmm. And the instance has been at the beginning of that path, the first steps I took over more than uh, 10 years ago. And uh, it's an incredible privilege to be part of this uh, great show again now as a, a you know full member. It's really fun to be here, really fun to interact with you guys and with the community. And you guys are the best of the internet. And I couldn't be prouder to be uh, contributing a small part to all of this. Um, so yeah, follow me on Twitter, not Patrick. <laughs> uh, you all, yes, I, I echo what Patrick says. You really are the best community out there. There's a lot of shitheads on the internet. You guys are not, for the most part, any of them. Um, <laughs> Asterisk for the most part. Yeah, there's a footnote here. Um, hey, listen, everyone's a little bit of a douche sometimes, so yeah, it's even, fine. Even me, I'll be a douche sometimes. Uh, anyway, hey, for uh, for me, I just wanted to make a quick recommendation. I for the uh, Boop Show, I interviewed Liam O'Brien, the voice of Illidan himself. Uh, he's a voice actor and director who works a lot with Blizzard and other games and anime and other stuff. And um, I'm sure many of you uh, may already know him, but if you are interested in at all in what the current voice over actor strike that's going on is like and why they're doing it, what they expect to get out of it, um, how it's going so far, and just some sort of thoughts on that industry in general. 
and how voice acting works and why Blizzard's one of the better companies uh, to work with. Uh, you might want to check that interview out. You can find that at frogpants.com slash B-O-O-P. That's boop. Frogpants.com slash boop. We just put that interview up last week, and I think you'll enjoy it. Even it was if- an interesting interview. I would have had more questions for uh, Liam, though. Oh, you I would. think you went like, a little bit. You think I went softball? On well, all right. Give yeah. me one. What's one of the questions you would have asked? What would you have said? No, it's, it's uh, for another day. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm just saying. You know, I, I'm a more hard hitting interviewer than you are. Probably, I have more uh, ethics and uh, a spine. <laughs> I, I suppose is what I'm trying to say. A spine. Well, I have to admit, <laughs> I'll admit my bias. I'm totally. All four of those guys getting their uh, come up. I'm just trying to make up for for the fact that uh, <laughs> uh, Liam is an incredibly attractive man, and that I have some confusing feelings for him. Yeah, so you, I lash out. That's fine. You only have those a couple of times a day. You're all right. You'll be fine. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for being here. We very much look forward to seeing all of you in the new year. May 2017 be better on a whole than 2016 was, and. Uh, that means no no dying celebrities, no weird politics, and uh, no bad things happening. Probably won't going to happen, but hey, I think we yeah, can expect... Yeah, it a- seems like a tall order, you know? <laughs> but I think no we can expect... Like, <laughs> ma- ma- no dying celebrities at all seems like a difficult uh, thing to achieve, and especially the no weird politics. But, yeah, uh, probably, we'll not, probably not going to happen. I think we can expect good things from Blizzard and from uh, all our favorite games, so uh, be with us on that journey, won't you, folks? It's going to do it for us. For me, for Patrick, and for everyone else who isn't here today, we'll see you next time. Part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com.